1: Let's talk about what we saw in this crazy Raiders-Patriots game. I've never seen it. So I I hadn't seen a 33-point comeback, right, since the 93 AFC wildcard game with the Bills and and Oilers. Hadn't seen it. And even then, you know, back then, think about, I I don't even know, I'm maybe in high school at the time. I don't even think that I was paying attention to the fact of what that meant right at that moment. And then as I get into this business and we start to talk to people and I get to know Warren Moon and all and I'm talking to all yeah. these people and they say it was the worst day ever, right? So then we see 33 point comeback this weekend and then we see a what the hey lateral interception touchdown game winner. I, Jason, I've never seen anything like no, this.
0: It's tough one to fathom. Um I'd like to pin it on Matt Patricia cuz I think he's <laughs> terrible as an offensive coordinator but even he didn't draw it up this way just a weird game man the Raiders were having their way with this thing it looked like the story of the day was going to be the Raiders blew another 13 plus lead yep. in the in the second half of, a, of an NFL game um, Derek Carr was having a miserable day until that scramble drive to tie it at 24 um, I, I still think I think the Raiders will have a different quarterback next year um, they're going to move on from Carr. you believe I, that i i think they're trading Derek Carr. i do i've talked to a lot of people in the league about it like something's got to give there and the owner just brought mcdaniels in and he's going through this thing with gruden and he's not the most liquid guy in the world mm. um and i don't think he wants to buy another coach out I, I i just don't i don't see it you know he he just got rid of mayock you know, the Gruden stuff just went down barely over a calendar year ago. Um, but the way that car extension is structured, I, I just, I think they're going to want to go with a young quarterback. But regardless, like, yeah, I mean, the Jacoby Myers play, just a complete brain cramp. I mean, it, I I don't know how to quantify it. I don't know what he was thinking. There's, you could you could come up with a list of 50 things that he could have done including just run out of bounds yep for starters that you would think anyone would have tried before they threw the ball backwards halfway across the field to the quarterback like like even if Chandler Jones doesn't pick that off and let's say Mac Jones catches it Mac Jones is leaving on a stretcher because Chandler Jones is running right (laughs) through. You know what I mean? It's a medicine ball. Like, it is a complete medicine ball. I don't know, man. Like, strange things happen in the NFL. It's weird. I thought that the Patriots were going to – they had that game in control in the second half. They were dominating defensively. They got into Carr's head. They got Stevenson going in the run game. They should play Bailey Zappi. I'll tell you something fun to do. Go look at Bailey Zappi's stats. Go look at Brock Purdy's stats. Really? They're identical, except Zappi's a little better. And the sample size is, like, almost exactly the same. It's like one's thrown 93 passes, one's thrown 92. Yeah, I had an an evaluator, like, over the weekend. A guy I talked to all the time said, why don't you do this? Go to Pro Football Reference and pull these two up. And I'm like, holy bleep. Yeah. Uh, So as much as I want to say Matt Patricia's bad and – he, and he is. And, like, does he have something to do with the stunted development of Mac Jones? Sure. The bottom line is, for that period of time, the eight, nine quarters, whatever it was, where Bailey Zappi was there, it was a different offense. It just was. There was an explosion to it. Yes, there was it There was some diversity to it. There was a different energy in the huddle. Like, dudes were selling out to make plays. <laughs> and now it's back to this methodical lurching thing. And Mac Jones was well, – I mean, I Derek Carr was bad – in that game, I mean, Mac Jones was really bad. I mean, he was like 13 of 31 at one point. And then the defense started scoring points, and then he started running the ball and whatever. Um, but that's enough. Like, I think Billy Zappi gives them a better chance to do something exciting to throw you a curveball and, and maybe get some energy back in that offense and maybe help their playoff chances. I don't know if Belichick's willing to do it or not. But, yeah, just, just pull up Brock Purdy. And Bailey's happy. Just look at the numbers.
1: And I I will. In the huddle, Jason Lock on four. Carl Dukes, put him up. Glad to have you here with us, guys, every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, I'm going to lay this out because, to me, they are a team that right now I I have getting back potentially to the Super Bowl. Before last season, the Bengals hadn't made the playoffs since 2015. Before last season. They they had not had a playoff victory, a postseason victory, since January of 1991. Before last season, they hadn't been to the Super Bowl in 33 years. Two years ago, Jason, they were 4-11-1 and had five straight losing seasons. All of that was prior to who getting there? Joe Joe Burrow. Burrow. Joey B. And Burrow goes down to Tampa Bay, down 17 points, and they come back and beat the legendary
0: lap them right i mean it's 34 17 i mean that that's, that's what that game was i mean they gave bray the touchdown in the final two minutes they did they left they it went from 17 down to 17 up like that um yeah look i, I you want to know what i think of the bengals a month ago i bought a bengals to win the super bowl future ticket at like plus 1500 so that's what i think of the bengals um I think they absolutely – if they if they run the gauntlet of the AFC and it's not going to be easy, um, they'll be as battle-tested as anybody. I mean, what that could have been a letdown spot for them. And honestly, at 17-0, it looked like a letdown spot for them, yep. only they're one of the best second-half teams in the league. Lou Anarumo is a dominant defensive coordinator who makes elite halftime adjustments. Go look at his second-half splits over the last two years. They shut you down in the second half. Um, And the quarterback's Joe Montana. So they find ways to win. After, for decades, they just found ways to lose. Uh It's a different thing, man. And there was no Wuzier. And there was no Hendrickson. And now Hubbard's banged up on the other side. Didn't matter. Um, you No, know, the Chiefs have been playing with fire. I think the Chiefs are going to do what the Cowboys did and mess around and lose one of these games they're supposed to win. And... If the Bengals beat the Bills, which wouldn't shock me, like Cincinnati could get the one seat it's, it's not a yeah. possibility. Like they're waiting for the Ravens week 18. The Ravens got them on a Sunday night here. Ugly game, like one that the Bengals would want back. Like they, they, I don't see Baltimore going to Cincinnati week 18 and winning. So, yeah, I mean, they're and – I, and I do think that they'll get the better of the Bills. So that that's that's a that's a really really good football team. They've won six
1: in a row, guys. You don't do that in the NFL unless you're a really good football team. You can win two or three uh, those those stretches is what usually gets you in I the think playoffs. they have
0: two losses. Right? They started oh and two and they've got yep. two losses since then.
1: Yeah. it, it, it is absolutely crazy. Now, I want to talk about the other side of this, Jason. And that is how sad it is to see Tom Brady and I say that because if you're not a Brady fan, and I know many of you are not. Sure. But we all think these things have happy endings, and they just don't. No. They, they, none of these things, when you stay beyond the time yeah. that you're supposed to stay, have happy endings. You can count on one hand guys that have walked off the field, Super Bowl champions, and said, I'm done. Right? Ray Lewis. Right, He could have done it two years ago. John John Elway. Right. All these guys. I mean, Brady could have done it himself two years ago. Like and he now I'm do. watching a guy that's a shell of himself. He's just not any good anymore. And, and I know it's not all on him. And I know the offense has had its issues and they can't protect him. And I get it. But this gets back to a conversation Baldy and I were having about if you're the 49ers, right, next year. And let's just say Brady says, hey, I want to come. A buddy of mine told me his dad went on San Francisco radio out there, KNBR or whatever, and was like, yeah, when they played out there a couple of weeks ago. Sure. You know, we grew up 49er fans and Brady's dad's on. So what? All right. If I'm the 49ers, I'm not just opening up this door and going, yeah, come on, Tom. 46, 47-year-old Tom Brady, come on. That's a mistake.
0: Well, I mean, they might be willing to do it if they think they have Lance and Purdy in their back pocket, right? And so if this thing goes haywire, you know, we have two other rolls of the dice. Um, I, I, It doesn't look good right now. It's not all him. Um, I do, but, but. I, I, I we've given them a million chances. <laughs> right. now I'm gonna give what? now I'm about to give the scenario what are you for about how, to say? Not, how the sky's not falling. Well, they 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 ran the ball some. Which they've been the worst rushing team in the NFL all year. We finally saw Byron Leftwich lean into some motion, some shifting. Um, they were getting in and out of the huddle quicker. They had a cadence, they weren't snapping the ball five, six seconds, right? It wasn't as methodical. And I don't know, maybe you know, desperation causes inspiration and perspiration. Maybe they figured something out. Maybe they're finally willing to change their spots on offense and lean into more no huddle, more up-tempo, m- more of that shifting in motion, becoming who they are, um, not running religiously on early downs, early down play action, you know, the things that work. A lot of the best coordinators in the league – do or certainly embrace in times of crisis and maybe they're a you know they're still probably going to win that division you know and maybe he he has a Tom Brady moment or two still to come they're not winning a Super Bowl he's not going to be there next year if he does want to play we've talked about this before and you just mentioned there's San Francisco you could come up with three four places but not many are going to want like not many are going to make sense you know, he doesn't fit a rebuilding team. He's not going to Indianapolis. Like, you know, he's not going to Carolina. Like, I mean, it's 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 a small handful. And maybe that materializes, maybe it doesn't. Um, but you don't want to give Tom Brady, like I just said, a hundred second chances. And because of the conference they play in and because of the division they play in. He's getting it. They can get second chances. He's getting it. That, you know? There's no doubt. Carolina lost to Pittsburgh. I, I thought Carolina turned the corner. I thought Carolina would would win that battlefield position, would run the ball better than the Steelers. The defense would hold up, yep. and they could win that game, you know, 16-13, and I thought the, the, the Bucs would lose. And I'd be like, wow, maybe they're cooked. And the Bucs are atrocious, and they blow a 17-point lead. And, you know, Desmond Ritter, that's going to be a process. Yep. The, the the Panthers found a way to get not just lose to Pittsburgh, but get fairly humiliated. Like, that was one-way traffic. Pittsburgh watched down the field early and never really were, were, were pushed by the Panthers. They bossed that game. Um, And, yeah, the Saints beat Atlanta, but, like, the Saints stink. So nobody did anything. Yeah,
1: you're right. Nothing changed in the division. They still The Bucs lose and they still have a one-game lead. That's how bad it is, right? Yeah. I got to add this to this conversation, and we got one more thing to talk about, Jason, and that is I do not think Todd Bowles is a good head coach. I do not think Todd Bowles is a good head coach. Why are you calling a fake punt? And he had the audacity after the game to be like, yeah, the play was there. We just didn't handle the snap. No, Todd, it was a bad call. You've not coached this team well all season, and you've not handled these situations that you need to handle. I remember when Todd Bowles, and I know you do too, Jason, when he was a hot commodity uh, in 2015-ish, right? And he was supposed to interview for all these jobs, and he ends up taking the Jets job. And I thought, you know, okay, he's going to a bad situation. Maybe it's going to be hard to win. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Dude, you stepped into a really good situation in Tampa, and you've made it worse. Let's just put it out there. So I don't think that Todd Bowles is the answer, whether Brady's there or not, whether he's going to be there or not.
0: I agree, and I think it's been a real tough year for Byron Leftwich. I mean, that coaching staff in general, um, they've had bad injury luck. Again, nothing has seemed to go their way except they're probably still going to get a home playoff game, and then you got Tom Brady in the playoffs, and I mean, who knows? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. Listen, I I get that because it's
1: hard to bet against that guy in the playoffs, but the way they're not protecting him, I think it's going to be tough. I want to ask you about the Giants and Commanders before we get out of here. Jason Lock on four guys, follow him on social media. I'm at put him up. See, Dukes put him up across all other social media platforms in the huddle. We do it Tuesdays and Thursdays. Brian Balding are part of this as well. We'll talk to Brian on Thursday. Do you buy the Giants or Commanders? Either one of these teams, can they make noise in the postseason?
0: I don't know. No, I don't know if they can make noise. Um, that, was a, that was a huge win for the Giants. Though. Big. I mean, now, now, that was Jason, that pass interference. Come on. Oh well, and you know, Terry's asking the guy, "Am I all right? Am I all right? Am I all right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they throw the flag anyway. Like, <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, that, uh, you, you you wonder, man. You wonder, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was a mauling in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, that was a chokehold from behind. Like, that was a a WWF wrestling move. Um. Yeah, the officiating is is um awful. Uh but the you know, the giants won. Thibodeau dominated that game, and the defensive touchdown was was really in a battlefield position. The defensive touchdown was massive. I mean, neither offense was gonna do a whole lot to get the ball in the end zone. And Thibodeau did it himself. Um, yeah, I mean, those teams are still flawed, they don't get great quarterback play. Um you know, the, even the Giants' run game has been very hit or miss. They they rode Barkley so hard. But the last week or two, he started to – to um, maybe they've started to figure a few things out. Uh, but, no, I, I don't think they can – either team um, is built to win in the playoffs. But, again, in the NFC, at least one of them is going to get in.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think – who would I buy more – maybe, maybe the Giants, but even then the problem is they're wide receiving core. And we've talked about this. They don't scare anybody. So if you're asking the Giants to be in a a playoff game and have to come back for more than 10 points, you know, eight points, whatever it might be, nine points, you're going to have to throw the football. You just can't run Saquon because in the playoffs, I'm going to take away what you do well. Right. So I now need your quarterback. I need Daniel to make some, the Daniel Jones to make some plays. And that that wide receiving court just doesn't scare anybody. So I don't, I I buy the Giants more because I like Dable and what he's doing if they were to get into the playoffs. But I don't think they survive after one game.
0: Well, it's a tough equation defensively, right? Because they generate pressure, but they generate pressure because they're bringing six and seven all the time. Correct. They blitz more than anybody in the league, which against Heineke with his season on the line, yeah, you do it. you might be able to exploit him for 60 minutes. But when you start facing the best quarterbacks in the league and guys who you know can make adjustments and they actually thrive against the Blitz because now the numbers game works in their favor, you're in trouble. And
1: that's who they are defensively. What are you working on for the Washington Post, by the way? Make sure you check out Jason. He does amazing things at the Post talking about all oh, things NFL. He what are you working God. on? Um, actually, I
0: have, yeah, I have a midweek column coming up talking to some people about the Jags. Um, you know, a lot of people pan their offseason, me included. Oh, that Christian Kirk contract. Oh, you know, Zay Jones. Zay Jones for $8 million a year in this Killing receiver it. market with where it went yes, is a, is a steal. Yep. Zay Jay Jones and Christian Kirk have been top 12 receivers this year. And don't tell anybody, but Evan Ingram's been a top five wide receiver. I mean a top five tight end. Tight end uh, he's yeah. really a wide receiver, but whatever. I mean, one year, nine million dollars. He's they call him a tight end. He's a wide receiver. But whatever. He's been a top five tight end. Uh, and I think Doug Peterson has really unlocked uh Trevor Lawrence. So some GM scuttlebutt, some coaching scuttlebutt, um, the 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 usual uh the usual uh fodder this time of year. Um but yeah, the, the Jags are, uh the defense still needs work, but I think the Jags are catching the Titans. They're coming. They're coming.
1: Not to quote Deion Sanders. They're coming. Um, you know? And so, I, 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 listen, they got the right guy. We knew that when he got drafted. They didn't have the right coach, but they got the right, right quarterback. Now they've got the right quarterback and coach. They're about to be a problem as he continues to, to see. I think through week nine, from week nine to this last week, he hadn't thrown an interception. I think it was like 182 attempts where he hadn't thrown a pick. And now mm-hmm. –
0: What's that? Last week's Trevor Lawrence is the number one rated quarterback in the NFL. Oh. He's got as many touchdowns as Mahomes, 14. Mahomes has thrown eight picks. Lawrence has thrown one. 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 Yeah. So he's
1: seeing it. The kid's seeing it. Can't wait wait to read the piece. Hey, man, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. Merry holiday. Christmas. Yes. And we'll get a chance next week. Uh, we got games, guys, by the way, Saturday. Full slate. We got three games on Sunday, which is Christmas Day. So it's a little bit unusual. But for NFL fans, we're all about it. We'll just be sitting back, eating, snacking, enjoying family and friends and enjoying the holiday, man. So Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays
0: to everyone. Thank you. You too,
1: man. We'll talk next week. Hey, in the Mm -hmm. huddle, subscribe, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Or actually, I'll talk to you Thursday with Brian Baldinger right here. Take care, Mm -hmm. everybody.